Hey, good day, everyone. This is Scotty Mac. Scotty Mac with Cheese Podcast and everything else that we can put on it. Yes, fully dressed. That's the way we're doing it. Um, it we're having some fun today because I had mentioned this once before that we have a, a situation with some places of business. This is a really cool thing about being self-quarantined, if you are. You get a chance to reflect about your employment situation. So we're giving you a chance to do that right now. In my little makeshift studio, first of all, I wanted to let you know, and I think I, for those of you who saw the promo that I posted on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn, uh, this studio is something that of a, of a makeshift to be sure because it's actually in an area where my wife does hair. And so, uh, you know, just, you know, for the family and it's set up here, but we have a large family. That's <laughs> up finding out. So uh, here's the story today. The, the title of the podcast is How to Manage an Egotistical, Narcissistic Boss and Live to Tell About It. Uh, and one of the things, well, before I get to the podcast, I want to let you know I did see and a special shout out to Ryan Knight, who is a, well, he's a traffic reporter in New Orleans, one of my friends on Facebook, and he posted, does anyone know how long toilet paper lasts when you freeze it. I love that. I was just getting ready to do the podcast, and that popped up, and I said, oh, man, I got to mention that. Do a shout-out. Ryan, that's hilarious, man. Okay, so in the narcissistic world, and a lot of bosses and supervisors are going to be narcissistic. Try working in the media. There's a little bit of that in everybody, including this guy. But when you've got... People that are supervising you, they're pretty easy to spot. Now, there's a couple of things that you need to understand. First of all, you need to know who you're dealing with. There is a huge difference. It's, it's really between someone who, if you're comparing, it's between somebody who's an egomaniac and puffed up, or could it be somebody that has a narcissistic personality and then they get to the abusive stage. So you have to kind of know that those two are not exactly connected. So how do you get through this? How can you work on being the best person in your careers? You're trying to build your career, right? You're, you're trying to work on building relationships and getting those skills. So the best way to reduce the impact of somebody else's narcissistic behavior, um, it, is, it is so easy to get affected by this. Because think back to when you first got the gig or you found out about somebody who was going to be a client contact or a major uh, person in the food chain, whoever you're answering to. And you say, wow, this person is so charming. And, and you just want to hang out with them because they're so positive and they, they, they're so confident. You want to build on that. Yet in, in some cases, you want to be able to say, I want to be like that. I want to have that energy. Well, there's a difference between positive energy and narcissistic energy, and I'm going to, I'm going to get into that in just a little bit. Uh, my computer is somewhat cooperative, so I wanted to get to the list, if that's okay. Here we go. Um, there's this guy. I want to say his name is Tomas Premusic. Um I'm probably going to say that name only once because I'm not sure how I'm pronouncing it. He's with the Hogan Assessment Systems. It's a um, career consulting and business consulting firm. 
He said that a narcissist comes across as charming, charismatic, and confident. He is, like I was saying before, the kind of person you'd like to work for. And then you see the dark side. Um, Sorry for the Star Wars reference, but uh, that's where I live. So there's some things you can do, like in the here and now, while you're thinking about it, maybe you're away from work. These are some positive steps, and I'll share with you one of the ones that I learned personally without even reading any books or listening to podcasts. <laughs> that, when this happened, uh, you would have said, what's a podcast? That's how long ago it was. So here's what you need to do. Read up on the personality type. There's so many places. You just do a Google search for narcissist or narcissistic boss. There's tons of references there. Because remember, in your research, knowledge is power. And it's kind of like a a support system. (laughs) If we're working for a really narcissistic boss, it certainly uh, gives us a chance to share the best ideas to get around that. Because a lot of narcissists will take that positive energy and turn it into a control type situation. You know, if you don't understand that going in, it could really be frustrating. What you need to do is you can turn the tables and let them see that you are trying to get them to reach their goals. And then by doing that, you have created a situation where they look at you as somebody who is an ally as opposed to an advocate. Now, uh, this is very, very important because it does take a little extra work and you may, in the initial stages, feel tired at the end of your day because you're trying to get the ball rolling on, whether it's trust, encouragement, just to make sure your situation is going to be tolerable as you manage your narcissistic boss. So this is so important. Tend to your self-esteem. As I mentioned, it's not only stressful to work for a narcissistic boss, it can also be demeaning. But here's the thing to remember. You need to find something outside of work that makes you happy. Hobbies, hobbies, hobbies. Family, exercise, that's a big one. Work on the uh, endorphins. And take time with friends. Well, once the self-quarantine is over, you know, you got that six feet. I I took a walk yesterday in the neighborhood, and there were people, one lady was talking at the base of her driveway to her neighbor that was like six feet down the sidewalk. (laughs) And I said, "Ah, they're doing it right. And then I'm walking, and this guy comes jogging around me on the same sidewalk. He passed me up. And I said, well, there's not the six feet separation that I was happy with. And then he sneezed. Well, of course, he was 10 feet when that happened. Okay. All right. The ADD is kicking in. So let's bring it back in. Um, The flattery part will help you. What my dad used to say, flattery will get you everywhere. And it's so true. Uh, These are the types of people that are really good at receiving uh, I was going to say kissing up, but maybe maybe that's a strong term. It depends on how you kiss up. For example, if you're trying to kiss up to your boss in front of other coworkers, or maybe if it, you know it's some a client, and the people inside your organization see what you're doing. I mean, they see you every day, but they also notice a change when you're talking 
to those other people. So make sure you're being aware of that because you certainly don't want to have to have to manage two situations. I mean, you already got the boss on one side. You don't want your co-workers to say, man, this guy's trouble or this lady is just trying to kiss up. So you have to be diplomatic about it. Um, it, and it's a fine line because you do want to make this boss feel good or this super duper big client feel good about themselves. So maybe it's best to communicate that in a way that is encouraging them without making the other folks feel like, oh, no, not again. And in other words, don't go over the top. It's just just keep it basic. Keep it on the down low. Okay, uh, compliment your boss subtly. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Best way is when the two of you are alone. Now, I'm going to give you my personal. Uh, I, this was an experience I happened when uh, to me when I was in New Orleans and I had left one radio station. Uh, they kind of asked me to leave. <laughs> and the guy across the street, this was, there was another radio station brand new. Well, I say the station was brand new. It was the format that was brand new. And it was a music format similar to the Top 40 station I worked with at B97. And so I, I got a call from the program director. And he was interested in the fact that I was on B97. And he wanted me to come over and work. And I needed work, so uh, why not? I went over to talk to him. And I just couldn't put my finger on what was the, the thing with this guy. And then, you know, people were talking to me before I even accepted the job. They said, man, this guy, he's a head case. He's got an ego bigger than the building and on and on it goes. But you know what? I needed work. And I wasn't really that crazy about this guy, but there was something about his energy I did like. You ever feel this way? Because it happens a lot in business. You kind of say, well, there's some negative things about this person I'm going to be working for, but there are some positive things I do like. So here's what I did. You know, he welcomed me in, and I'm, as I'm doing my, uh, well, I did a morning show. And when I would leave, he would be in his office, and he would tell me some things that he would like for me to work on. But I always did it with a smile. And, uh, and then I started to realize that he would take it to his show, which was on in the afternoon. And I, I remembered, oh, what you know what I do in the afternoon is I do this and I do that. And, and this that's kind of the way I want you to do it. <laughs> oh, man. I'm saying, oh, I get it. You know, the light bulb comes on. And uh, so I, I started to manage him because sometimes he would be moody and he didn't hardly say anything. And that made me feel a little nervous. So in those cases, I'd stop by in his office and, uh, well, in this one particular case, he said, uh, I said, are things going okay? He said, yeah, they're going good. And I said, man, I didn't realize you worked in Washington, D.C. Man, what was that like? Top 10 market? And he does this. He goes, yeah, that was a great time, Scotty Mac, being in that large metropolitan radio station. <laughs> and you know what I'm doing? I'm going, wow, that is awesome, man. And in my head, I'm going, I can't believe this dude. <laughs> I think I'd like to go over to his house for a cup of ego. And he's probably got several glasses of that waiting for him. 
But here's the cool thing that happened as a result after that little interplay with him and communicating and making him feel good, then he started to see me as somebody that would really not only enhance his situation in the work environment, but also make him feel good because, you know, narcissistic people like that. Okay, so let's get to the pros and cons of staying, okay? Uh, First of all, if you're good at managing this, This was just one example I used because I didn't know any better. I was saying, well, I'll give that a try. It just so happened to work. Sometimes that person is a little bit more of a micromanager. Many times he he is or she is. So this can take a toll on your uh, satisfaction at work. And so carefully consider whether or not you want to continue to work there. Maybe it's the dream gig you've always wanted Maybe you are in a situation where this person just came in as a supervisor or a boss or a client, and you're just saying, well, the gig's too good, or the position is too good, this client is too important to me, so I'm going to do the best with what's given to me, okay? Uh, This is a personal decision you need to make, and how much stress it is going to put on you. But when you're dealing with somebody that has a destructive philosophy, you might want to get on out of there. Sometimes, it's not all the time, but sometimes the narcissistic managers are not well received from the people that are above them. And so they feel the stress and they're not really good at being able to insulate people, uh, the people that are working for this person. So, you know, there's not a lot of... uh, The good managers are the ones that are letting the folks below them feel good about work, even though they've got pressure coming from above, they're going to insulate them. And and that's a big deal. But if they're not, their narcissism and ego is a little up there and they just don't like the situation, that energy comes in, can affect your job. So, you know, one piece of advice, if that starts to happen, get out. in our hurry. See ya. Uh, But just don't forget about the things that make this life so much fun. You know, hopefully you're going to be able to find a job where you... Oh, hey, Marilyn, giving me a Facebook message. Hi, Marilyn. Uh, Anyway, uh, we want you to know that there are things you can do to make that uh, experience more positive. So find those things. And think about it during the self-quarantine. Thanks for listening to my first Away from the Radio Station podcast. Scotty Mac with cheese and everything else on it. We will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day. And uh, six feet away, remember.